Hi guys and welcome back to the 15th episode of the Untitled Gadget podcast. This is your host for the week Dhruv Bhutani joined with Akshay Bhalla and Harish as always. And uh, this is your weekly dose of tech with a bit of gaming, tech culture and just us talking about shit, you know. Uh so you've been here with for the ride with us for a while now and uh let's get started. So Harish and Akshay, how have you been doing this week? Yeah man I'm still kind of annoyed that you guys got to order in from McDonald's and I have not <laughs> uh, We were just talking right before the recording of the podcast uh, I held back the recording a little bit because I wanted to order food and Harish was like are you guys ordering food during this time I'm like yeah man sometimes you cave in you can't do anything about it and people from Delhi know when you when you crave something from Nirulas you have to order something from them so that's what i was doing you know i'm coming right over for that hot chocolate fudge like social distancing be damned yeah man. this podcast brought to you by nirulas <laughs> and it was <laughs> hey it's man, a departure everything's... it's a departure from team oneplus yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is true well, i think i think i think uh, today's episode will be entirely about departure from team oneplus <laughs> <laughs> But man this week I've just been uh, playing some games as usual I think I say that every week but this time I started to learn how to play Dota 2 I know 9 years too late but uh, I totally suck at it and I almost threw my mice on my on my monitor because I could not understand what the fuck was happening but yeah that's what I've been doing That's an interesting point you make and while we did not discuss this further but I think uh, we should totally talk about the new League of Legends port to mobile later in the episode. Oh yeah, I'm excited for that. Sure. Yeah. Let's talk about it. <laughs> uh but yeah, like Harish, so what have you been doing? Nothing man. All week I was writing the iPhone SE review. Um it's a very interesting phone because well, I usually don't get to review an iPhone and I did this time. So it was a big adjustment. We'll talk more about the phone later on, but yeah, I didn't even get to see any of the news or what else is going on. Just last night, my sister called me and she's like, "Are you seeing the launch?" And I'm like, "What launch?" And she's like, "Oh, the Crew Dragon." Oh, and then I was like, "Oh, right, yeah, yeah." What else? Launches when so, the phone is launching or something or the other, right? But this is a legit launch, like a yeah, proper launch. Yeah, the word was invented but- for stuff like this. Yeah, but before we move, get to that, and I think we really should talk about the ramifications of the impact of the SpaceX launch. What's with your five thousand word reviews, man? Oh, See, yeah. I start them off thinking that it'll be twenty five hundred to three thousand because that's usually where our reviews land up. Uh, but for the last two three, there's just been so much to talk about. Like for the Mi Ten and Mi Ten Pro, there's that whole context around MIUI on a high end phone because a lot of folks don't didn't get to use that before. Yeah. So it ended up taking a lot of from there. And with the iPhone, there's just so much hardware to talk about. Like the fact that the A13 Bionic is on this thing, it's just very exciting. So yeah, I kind of went overboard with that one. That's true. But even even was, uh, even it, it, yeah. Actually, even for, even for even for my review, I thought I'm going to keep it short, but it turned around to be 2300 2400 words. Of course, I, that's half of uh, Harish's <laughs> review, but for the the website that I write for, uh, doesn't really go too much into detail, right? If I was writing yeah. for, let's say, Android Central, Android Authority, or iMore, or whatever, I would go into the details. But here, our audience don't necessarily need 
those kind of details if they want details they come to your mm-hmm. websites right <laughs> so so even then i was like okay this is longer than i i anticipated uh, i don't think i've spoken about an iphone in context to android budget phones ever like this ever ever in my life so yeah for our listeners uh if you're interested in the iphone se go and check out harish and akshay's reviews on android central and men's xp respectively harish's review is essentially a manual of the phone uh it's as much <laughs> as you need to know as much as you can know about the device and akshay has done a fantastic job at contextualizing the the phone as well uh so that's that uh on my end it's just been work as usual uh and not much else you know it's just been a average week I I guess that's that's what I would call it. With um, a McDonald's burger. With a McDonald's burger. Yeah, I got that in. That was my cheat for the week. Uh but yeah, okay, let's get on to tech. Uh what do we have for the week? I think uh, the lead story for us this one is let's talk about all the phones that launched during this pandemic and how manufacturers bungled them up, bungled up the launches and how some might have actually been really smart about it. Yeah, that's great timing now because my inverter was on for the last minute and a half and it switched off so I can talk again. Yeah. <laughs> right. So see, um I think overall now that we have better context about these launches, I think it was a bad idea for anyone that launched phones in the last 2 to 3 months because now we know definitively that nobody has any units available for sale and it is now starting to affect a brand in ways i mean because customers the phones are in the market and customers are not able to buy them so it's having a tangible effect on consumers um let's talk about the phones that launched right what was there so xiaomi announced the mi 10 and mi 10 pro in china and global markets in end of march around that time frame and then there was the huawei p40 series that was meant to be a big event for them because first p series phone without google services um and then what else was there that was basically just the oneplus stuff right after that technically the iphone se the iphone se right yeah iphone but i think i for india's context yes it was in april and i think it launched in march in the us yeah somewhere around that time so yeah it's right there in the same bracket as mi 10 and oneplus yeah so i, I think uh, like I think it'll there's this merit in discussing you know how the geographies where these brands are dominant also played into the entire uh, into the entire launch cycle. Uh I think that also has a bearing like the iPhone SE with this pricing and the market proposition proposition like in the US I think it's been a more successful launch compared to some of the other brands. Uh do you guys want to contextualize that for the audience maybe? Yeah, so they've that that actually turned out to be a great move for them because basically they're using the same chassis as the iPhone 8 right so i guess that also played a huge part in sourcing parts for the phone because they don't need to make any new parts it it's a design that sold like 500 million units they have all the components that they need for it already available so i think that was a huge win for them in terms of getting the phone actually manufactured and out to customers because when we look at what OnePlus is facing right now it's having a lot of issues with even selling the 8 Pro i mean the 8 Pro is not available in india um they've had to delay the launch of the phone and that has not been a issue that's isolated to india but more on a global scale as well 
But with the iPhone primarily primarily catered to the US market and the fact that the phone itself isn't brand new in terms of like the design and all that, I think that really played a huge factor in their ability to get the units out. Yeah, I mean, the fact that I got the SE from a factory in China faster than, well, I still haven't yet to see a OnePlus phone means that there's, you know, um, the supply chain for Apple is quite sorted. Um, and what Harish basically said, uh, it's partly because of the old design that also helps in conserving the environment, man. I mean, you know, we have to take those things into account. Uh, whenever there's a new phone launched, there is wastage, right? And uh, with the SE, we, the best part was the fact that, you know, it's, it conserves the environment. Plus, at the end of the day, it has all the latest hardware that you need. So I think there's a win-win situation for Apple there at least. Uh, in fact, the phone was all, already on sale before we got our review units. People already had it in their hands. And that just shows that their uh, supply chain is incredible. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of factors that play into this. Uh, for one, you know, Apple has a much, uh, has is selling just much larger volumes than, you know, say something like, like something like a OnePlus, which by its very nature means that the company has a much more stable supply chain that has definitely helped them during this time. Uh, and then there's also the fact, you know, that where the device is being, is majorly sold in a country like India or, you know, in the US, all of those factors that play in. Uh, additionally, like I would say that there are some factors which just aren't in a company's control. Like, I mean, if the Oppo factory is shut because of the coronavirus cases, there's little that OnePlus can do about it. And that's specifically an India problem right now. We'll get to the point where, you know, uh, how the phone is being sold for way above its mark price uh, in the US. But yeah, I mean, it's it's been a very interesting time to see how brands are dealing with supply chain issues and uh, just marketing an expensive phone in an, in an economy which isn't really, uh, you know, right for it. Yeah, this part about scale, I think, is the biggest factor here because when you look at somebody like Apple, they basically get to say, okay, Foxconn, we need these many units. We don't care how you will get those units to us, but we need like say 10, 15 million units by the end of the month, get it done. And because they're like one of Foxconn's biggest customers, they will go ahead and make sure that they deliver. Now, OnePlus tends to lose out here because they're not necessarily even, I mean, not even close to the scale there, right? Uh, their manufacturing is still limited to a few lines at Oppo's factories. So anything that affects Oppo is going to hurt them massively, like because they're entirely reliant on somebody else to manufacture it. Not that Apple isn't, but they have more leverage. I think at this point we can say OnePlus's launch in India is a complete shit show right now. Uh, we were having this discussion again before uh, the, we started recording and of course, Harish and was like say before the part, podcast. So, I mean, I'm going to say it out loud that they should have refrained from launching this phone too soon when they didn't know what was happening with their phones, to be honest. if I agree with you over there, Akshay. It's, it's been a bit of a disaster. But uh, on one hand, you know, we're looking at it from a reviewer's perspective where the device is sort of on sale or it's going on sale or whatever. We still don't have access to the device. Uh, but generally, I think... It's, I, I'm trying to take a more, uh, I don't know, humanitarian approach or like just like a brand approach towards this where realistically speaking, it's a huge fuck up for them as well. Uh, 
one it messes up their entire launch cycle i mean we we all know that these devices are locked in about a year in advance so they know that there is a t model coming up in the future now what do you do do you not launch the product that you worked on and invested millions on at all or do you delay to a point where you risk alienating your customer base by launching a new product two months after the first product that's what the problem is and i think they should just delay the t model now because things are haywired for everyone right it's not only them so and and customers are are kind of kind of understanding if you go look at the oneplus forums where they announced that the production has been delayed in the indian forums 90% of those people are like it's fine we can wait you know don't but that leads don't. to a cascading effect you know yeah, uh, qualcomm's not going to stop uh, launching the next version of snapdragon of uh, the snapdragon chipset uh, if they delay the 8 right now that means the 8t gets delayed which obviously has ramifications on the 9 and when how do you break that cycle then i think uh, they they have no choice they have to break the cycle because this was completely unexpected it was as you said it was not in their control they have to break the cycle somewhere because if they don't do that they will end up shooting themselves in the foot um you know you've said they they've they've invested millions of dollars in the production of these phones uh yeah i understand that they've invested and they have to be honest the way like things are looking in india they didn't even have stock ready they they still don't have the 8 pro ready for customers my friend wanted to buy it yesterday and he texted me saying that uh why can't i buy the phone because you know they haven't manufactured it so there is something to salvage there even right now but they will have to adjust their production their marketing their all their plans because it's thrown off everything man yeah it's not even just that um there's also the fact that it's this whole delay thing i think probably hurt them the most because of the fact that they sell in the us and india india is the number one market and now increasingly they're focusing on the uk and the us and they are not able to sell their phones in any of these markets so say somebody like Huawei and Xiaomi they have also been affected by production issues but because they are primarily limited to the china market it's not that big a deal because it's only been one market where you can't buy phones and that is it that is it so Xiaomi delayed the launch of the phone the Mi 10 series in the UK by a few weeks because it just couldn't get units out uh but these guys are affected because well they announced very publicly that they'll have phones at some point and they just don't have any and also it they they also mentioned during the launch itself that they delayed the launch by two week by two weeks or three weeks or something they were meant to roll it out on the fo- in the first week of april um i think they didn't wait any more because waiting any further would have meant that they had to delay the 80 and it was clear that that was a decision they weren't willing to take So now I don't even know what's going on because it's the end of May the 8 Pro is not even close to releasing in the country and the 8 is barely getting off the ground now and by October or say end of October they'll have the 80 series ready so that's just like no runway at all for this phone they have no choice they will have to delay it it's not in their control and they need to realize that they can't just rush a phone launch and then don't have the phone available to buy right now it's delayed indefinitely they don't even have But a date do you guys think that uh, i mean okay it's a two part question to you guys one do you think and this is again from a very india specific point of view uh, but do you think this leaves room for xiaomi to actually 
you know capitalize on the situation with the Mi 10 oh, because their no. phone because their phone is available and the phone is not bad as we've all seen uh i mean it gives people an alternate option right now people who who just want to buy a new phone uh and it's a product that's available uh that's been reviewed positively you know uh mm-hmm. but but as i said think? as i said oneplus customers at least the hardcore oneplus customers are willing to wait i mean uh, it's just in the you can see it in the oneplus forums but yeah there is a chance for me ten to capture that market but it's the price that is working against them right now uh, if people have to wait two more weeks to get a new phone that is considerably cheaper than the oneplus uh, than the me ten then people are going to wait i would wait uh, i don't know why would i spend 5 grand extra for a phone that's largely the same as a oneplus phone But right. that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I think the hardcore OnePlus fans don't really care about the eight and eight Pro because they're in it looking for value, and these phones, as good as they are, don't give that much value. Um, so I think, well, value compared to say the seventy things like that. So I think in that context, Xiaomi is actually onto a onto something here by having the Mi Ten available in the country. Because yeah, if you need a high end phone. Something around forty, fifty thousand. What else is out there? You're not gonna buy the P thirty Pro. That's outdated. You're not gonna buy the Samsung S twenty series because it's garbage with the Exynos chipset. So what else is available? And just to answer your question, actually, like I mean, I understand there's people who want pure value and they just care about the performance. That's it. Uh, but I think there is some merit on. I I personally feel that the camera on the Mi ten. I agree. is really good uh, i mean you and after you mentioned that the about the video quality i actually gave it a spin and it's fantastic it is uh, beyond that you know like uh, there is a price there's a premium to be paid for just the build quality it's a beautifully built phone uh, the speakers are fantastic and there's wireless charging which is something that the OnePlus 8 doesn't have you know so there is a price premium to be paid for those features as well now if it's worth to the consumer or not that's for the consumer to decide but i which is why you know like in my review as well i i went with the angle that it's not necessarily a, an overpriced phone by any stretch it might not be the product for you because you want something different but i think that 7000 odd price uh, premium i think it it's most more or less justified oh yeah with when considering the camera wireless charging fast charging and the speakers When you consider all those things, the Mi Ten sounds like a great phone on paper. Hundred percent agreed, and it is a great phone even in practicality. It's just that other one, than the yeah, other than the inconsistencies that we've talked about. Yeah, we've dedicated half an episode last uh, last week about what MIUI basically ruins it for the phone, how it ruins it for the phone. Maybe it will be fixed in in a, in a in a future update, but that is the only thing that every reviewer was talking about. It's The software that's holding it back, and that's why right. OnePlus shines, right? I think we yeah, all think absolutely. Yeah, and OnePlus and on OnePlus has a note, big hold on the market as well. We can't forget that that OnePlus has great brand value as well. That yeah, I it. understand all that, but on that note, I was actually talking to my colleagues who use the eight and eight Pro, and they say that they faced a lot of issues with Oxygen OS as well. Same, like similar we to what we've last year. Yeah, similar to what we've had last year, right? When the phones are initially available. There's just so many glaring bugs, so they've had that same issue. So, so it's not like Oxygen OS is now finely tuned out of the box itself. So I think that if Xiaomi actually manages to get its act together in terms of 
killing those spam notifications in india in like a week or so they sorted yeah it actually has like a great chance for the first time to go up against all these other phones and say okay we have the phone that has the best camera the best build quality and all these extra features that you will find on every other phone so it will have something there if you if you if you think about it if you you know look at hindsight at oneplus phones they always seem to rushed even last yeah. year we were complaining about bugs right even to even right now i can almost guarantee it to you that the phone will have bugs when we get it i don't think yeah. it's still fixed i don't it's, know it has not and, been fixed um i and think that just that's just that's just a telltale that oneplus always tend to rush their phones they are more concerned about selling the units than actually making a great unit of course they come through towards the end they come through in the next two weeks after the launch of the phone but this time around they can't afford that mistake yeah i think it's fair to say that at this point like oneplus phones are great phones a month after the launch <laughs> yeah yeah it's like the, it's like they sell their phone to beta testers take their feedback and then make it great but this is Which what i don't understand opinion. no no sorry sorry to cut you off but i feel really strongly about this because i was looking at all their catalog right over the last 6 years i don't understand the strategy of launching new phones every 6 months because they're investing a lot of money in designing and building a phone and they're only selling that the damn thing for like what 4 5 months and after that they they don't even have that phone for sale and then they move on to the next one so i i have actually thought a lot about this and i feel a lot of it just plays into that staying in the new cycle bit where you know a, a, an 8 month old phone or a 9 month old phone just isn't as exciting as like 10 launches from samsung or or whatever so they just want to stay in the media cycle the numbers i mean you know much more about that are anyways you know not that significant in the broader scheme so they need all the all the all the coverage that they can get or to just stay in the cycle and i think that plays a bit into their marketing uh i that's that's my thoughts on it uh but i don't know but you're right like technically like for a consumer it makes no sense that their phone is essentially being replaced in like 5 to 6 months i think it's to do with a lot what happens in shenzhen uh tech evolves quite fast over there and if they don't really match up to their competitors who launch let's say in october november with the latest tech they need an answer for them right let's say Xiaomi launches a phone with something something different that you know that they need on their phones as well so i think it's more to do with that as well that they need to supply the latest uh, piece of hardware for their uh, for their uh, users but then again i uh, apple does with great with one phone a year you know their flagship phones a year and then continue on being the best selling phone in the world i mean i i don't think I, I'm not entirely sure if like any Android OEM can match up to the to the brand positioning that Apple has. Sure, but right. but you but you're right about the Xiaomi bit, and I think it again plays into what I what I said earlier. Uh, Xiaomi or whichever other Android OEM might be launching, you know, three SKUs over the course of a year with top of the line specs, uh, and this is pretty much the only way that OnePlus can stay in the news cycle. uh by doing a point upgrade because they still want to keep the idea the idea that they have only one top tier phone or like now there's two yeah but that's what i don't understand so last year they launched seven phones seven and only two were actually standouts there's the 70 and there's the 7 pro that's it they only had two actually new phones the others were just derivatives because the 70 pro is basically the same goddamn phone as the 7 pro and the 7 was the same as the 60 so 
I don't understand this where they are doing six month upgrades. Instead, they can do what Samsung does with the Galaxy S and Note, where they have like one phone targeted at one section and then have like another six months down the line. That'll still have their marketing thing going on. And it won't make customers go mad when they're thinking of buying a phone because now when I have to recommend what phone to get, I'm still going to say the 70 and they're like, oh, but there are two new phones in the market and that's an old phone. I'm like, no, it's not an old phone. But do you think that might be that might be the case going forward with the OnePlus Z? I don't know because the Z again is like this affordable phone, right? <clears throat> so it may not, I, I don't even know where that's going to fit into their strategy yeah, because that interview no was... Idea so fucking moronic like i didn't know what to say because <laughs> they were like we're going to make affordable phones again i'm like yeah you on a website so on a website off. that's particularly not known for tech news it was just you know, that annoys me like last time i think we had this conversation when the seven series was getting announced and i'm going to say it out loud fuck it i don't give a damn uh there was an exclusive with wired right yeah. And the first reaction, and my first reaction was, who the fuck reads Wired these days, apart from forty-year-old dudes? Hey, I, no one gives I subscribe a fu- to the Wired. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, but you're also you, you, we guys, it's our job to follow these websites, right? But Wired is a kind of website that was, you know, like was read in cafes in, in New York City twenty years ago. No one gives a fuck about that magazine anymore. They're far better websites, doing far better job. And and when I saw it, this this interview on Fast Company, I was like. 90% of their customers in India don't even know what this website is. Yeah. Go on, Dhruv. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, you know what? I think we went from Team Noodles, <clears throat> Team McDonald's to Team OnePlus again. Uh, no, I've called but, them out. Yeah, okay. This became a OnePlus episode again. Uh, I think let's. T- it's time to switch gears. Uh, do you think it's a good idea that Google delayed the launch of the Pixel 4? Yeah. Okay. In, in hindsight, this played out really well for them because instead of having this whole, when the fuck is the phone going on sale? Is it going on sale? When, what country is it going on sale? Now it can just say, hey, look, we're going to bring this damn thing in July where we'll actually be able to sell it a few days after we announce it. So fine. Dhruv, fuck it. Although, Dhruv, I, I have to come back to a topic that you mentioned about the cycle bit. And it's important that I discuss this. Now, yes. okay. I have been covering games for all my life, right? And there are shit tons of games that are particularly more expensive to develop than a phone. They have more investments in the in those in the development of the game, yet they get cancelled because it does it doesn't work out for them. Yeah, and it's not even a production issue, right? So in order to reset the cycle, OnePlus can or will have to cancel one of their phones. And it's not a big deal because they, then they can concentrate on one phone and sell that phone well for the year. So I understand that they have a six-month cycle to adhere to, but there are far larger products, far more investment-heavy products that get cancelled throughout the throughout the year. And I, I so there, that's actually one thing that I absolutely agree with you on. Uh, and I think we guys had an offhand discussion on this a few weeks back. Uh, Yes, they must have invested millions in in R&D, but the cost of tooling, the cost of manufacture, the cost of marketing, they knew this was coming. They knew that they did not have the capacity. Maybe they didn't know the, the extent to it, but they knew how much of an effect this could potentially have on their timelines. And maybe in hindsight, you know, it would have been a better idea to just can this product and just go straight to the ND. 
but now they have or can the 80 yeah but now can they the have 80. the chance to actually rethink their strategy will they do that i highly doubt it and and the same applies to pixel 4a as well you know like and i think they did a smart move by delaying it because they knew that nobody was was going to be able to buy their phone at this time and that's and and pick and google also does like two phones a year so i think yeah let's see what happens man time will tell cool so i think we've said a lot about this this there's still a lot more to talk about but let's uh, switch on to the next topic and since we're already talking about the oneplus Harish, I'm going to give you the mic for the next ten minutes to rant about how the OnePlus and McLaren co- uh, partnership is over. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Now I was waiting for this. I did not actually know that it this was done because well I didn't get to read much news all week. But what a fucking shit show! Look, I understand where they're coming from because Formula One is on hold, and the races aren't going to resume until what at least July at the earliest. Um, but this is such a sad thing to hear because i have been a mclaren fan for what i don't know two decades or something so i was excited about the phones i think i was the only one who was excited about the 60 mclaren edition i love the fact that they teamed up with mclaren i loved seeing their logo on the halo of their on the mclaren cars during the formula 1 season um it was an exciting partnership but in hindsight it did not make a lot of sense because folks that care about mclaren would not know about oneplus it it it's not something in this whole synergy nonsense it didn't have any of that going for it because th- these are two brands that are trying to reinvent themselves mclaren is on this journey where they're trying to get back to the top but other than that they don't have anything in common so in a way sure they pulled out because well they weren't getting any sales of the phones but <sighs> I hate the fact that that's not no longer a thing. I wanted to go to Woking to see those cars. Fuck. So in case people don't know these reactions from Harish are live cuz he literally read this news 15 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. So so that's what's happening. Um but I think uh, in this case I think OnePlus realized that this is going to be a tough year and they really can't afford those licensing fees for McLaren. Yeah. Also, the fact it, that Harish was pretty much the only one who was excited about the hardware. Yeah, yeah and I also I didn't buying their phones. Yeah, I liked the sixty, but I didn't like the seventy because well, that was basically just the same thing and some shitty design under the glass. I didn't care much hey, for that. Listen, you okay? Since we're on the podcast, this is something that we couldn't really write, but hey, it looks like a shit stain at the back I, of the bedroom. Bedroom is. I don't need to call it out what it is. <laughs> I was asking a lot of bloggers who got the units actually as to what they thought. I've heard things from uh wood varnish to paneling of some sort to everything. Nobody, not a single one realized that that was the interior of one of those McLaren speed tails. Like yeah, hmm. it was so obscure. Like I mean, I, okay. I don't follow to- I don't for, follow for, F1. I had to look it up on their website what the fuck that that's was. That's not a form, for, that's not a Formula 1 reference either. I mean what so I'm trying to say I don't like I'm still anymore. using the McLaren edition I've got it in the case which honestly is also pretty damn ugly how are you both using the 70 McLarens it's crazy man because that was I the last phone that came up. man that's the last phone <laughs> I set up from OnePlus Yeah. yeah and I like the phone so yeah I mean the thing is like you look aside look apart, uh, away from the from the fucking ugly design yeah uh it's it's the standard one plus so i like that phone 
I like the cover over the back design. Yeah. I think this is more tolerable than the back design of yeah. the phone, which is why I use it. Plus, I like the on the edges, the way it feels. You know, it's yeah. good to grip the phone. <laughs> That's about it. That's about it. I like the front of the phone way better. Yeah, that Alcantara finish phone. is really nice on the case. I used that earlier this year too. But I'm also annoyed at the fact that they didn't give me any of the carbon fiber shards from the McLaren cars that they did with the 60. So like, fuck off. I need all those things. <laughs> But I think uh, not enough people were buying these phones. No, no one because where's the marketing for it? I mean, your target audience is basically Formula One fans, and they don't care about phones. They care about automotive stuff. Cars. They, yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they they're not cars. going to pay money for like a high-end phone. They just need something that they can take photos of their cars with. That's it. And nobody outside the UK would have even cared about McLaren, right? I mean. In the US, there's nothing for Formula One. Lewis Hamilton did an interview, and he was walking down the street in New York, and nobody recognized him. And he's I like the, the biggest US name in Formula One. So, I, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think for I think for the US customers, they should have just used NASCAR <laughs> with a huge ass circle on the cover because that's all they do. Just drive left. I think that's what. I mean, the, it's hard. I'm not saying it's not hard. The One Plus Indy 500 compared to edition. F yeah compared to F1 NASCAR is bullshit man. I think it was just you know odd synergy yeah. uh between the brands sure they might be trying to reinvent themselves or whatever but I don't think the target demographic really aligned in any tangible sense and especially like it's a phone that's I mean it's doing the maximum numbers in India and in India like F1 is is there but it's also oh, not it's the, very, very it's, niche no it's, yeah, it's not niche hey india has been broadcasting formula 1 live for like what 30 years now man yeah but yeah. in the broader sense of things you know if this was a cricket edition uh it yeah, yeah. please do not give them ideas i do not want to unbox a cricket edition of these things but it's it's, it's not like these lenses don't work they had the avengers edition and the star wars edition and they sold particularly well it's just that people don't really care for f1 in india they don't but Not that, not no. in the numbers that would yeah. matter. Yeah, and yeah. also, uh, even in the even in those circles, how much of that audience is buying a OnePlus phone, and how much of a, of that audience is a McLaren fan? I mean, there are lots of McLaren fans. It's a niche within fans. a niche within a niche. Yeah, and are, people so, who can afford that kind of money can also look at iPhones for that matter. Yeah, that's basically it. Because anywhere outside of Like you go outside of India and you look at premium phones, it's all just iPhones, right? Okay, so more well, or less. That's, that's wait. Even in India, it's McLaren. all just iPhones or Samsung stuff. I'm saying it's just Apple or Samsung or Huawei or that's it. It's I mean, just they couldn't break into that good, market basically. It's just not a good value proposition in my opinion. I think Avengers was the last best partnership they did. And that phone sold like hotcakes because the timing was also right. Okay, so you you raise a good point. While we were st- moving away from this topic, but let's let's talk the what the value proposition. I think that's again tying into this entire issue where OnePlus wants to reinvent themselves as a premium brand, and the McLaren branding plays a bit into it. But customers still think of it as like something that's. premium but still is still also value and that target demographic is not looking at the top of the line McLaren edition phone it doesn't tie in in the broader sense of things yeah i mean not. it's not the it's not the first time someone has done this we've seen let's go back to 2004 5 3 6 7 you know like uh, motorola did it with the dolce and gamana 
razor lg did it with prada it's i mean if you really want to convey that message there are other ways to do it mclaren is not the way that's not so, a that's it's not the way it, it's it's for a enthusiast for a f1 enthusiast it's not something that uh, that screams premium also, or luxury actually, or anyway but you know like motorola in 2004 could afford to do that could make a yeah. uh, you know could afford yeah. to make this super fancy device which cost like i don't know i think it was $2000 or $3000 or whatever and you know even if they sell 10 units it's a statement piece for them yeah. one plus isn't in that position no that's what i'm saying it's really that's, that's exactly what i'm saying even lg prada for that matter people bought that for a lot just for the statement yeah i didn't understand what one plus was getting out of this partnership sure mclaren was getting like some money it was ran out of sponsors and so it badly needed the money but i don't understand what one plus gained other than a really shitty looking phone just brand perception man that's all they gained i think i think they're like yeah we can work with global companies and you better notice us i think that's what it was about but then they worked with disney over the avengers exactly and that's what i that's what i'm saying it's just i don't know it didn't make sense and exactly that you know i think eventually it's just the numbers didn't add up they what they expected from the partnership they didn't really get that you know when you, when you go in with a brand partnership say what when they did it with avengers or with star wars those phones did actually sell numbers I love this. I have never seen a McLaren edition phone out in the wild. No, I've no. never seen anybody talk about it. I I don't think half the people even know about it. No. And and that's where we are at, right? Like if the numbers don't add up, there's no point in continuing a partnership. I think the only marketing that McLaren did for it was an unboxing by Lando Norris, one of their drivers. I think that was it. After that McLaren didn't give a shit. I think they had one shot on their instagram with the phone in the uh, car or next to the car or something like that that's it i mean it was clear that they didn't give a shit either yeah i mean my right. was doing everything right man i wanted a star wars branded phone my entire life and then I, they gave me one so yeah. i bought that shit uh, i know I, yeah, come on okay so why well, okay we're done with a lot of the phone and industry stuff uh, for this week uh but hey so we've been trying out a lot of these new fangled true wireless earphones uh now i don't know about you guys but i've been using these for a while now uh i started off with the braki dash which was pretty much the first true wireless earphone that came out then this in has a momentum true wireless uh but now we're at a point where hey it's smartphones once again where xiaomi is coming in and it's commoditizing the market and realme is also there uh i don't know if i want to talk much about their product it's yeah it's not it's not there yet uh anyway so xiaomi launched the whatever the true wireless earphones the airpods clones and followed it up with the redmi buds which are more of an in ear model and uh, yeah, galaxy buds trying... clones well <laughs> let's go like with that. that something like that yeah well, let's go not with that the galaxy clone, buds clones uh and they're not too bad what do you guys think have you oh, okay uh, actually i don't think you've had a chance to try them out yet have you i tried them out yesterday man for like half an hour 45 minutes and my first impressions of the earphones are this thing for 2500 bucks is a great deal it's actually like what 1800 yeah. right now okay 1800 bucks uh, i mean it's better than xiaomi's shit me through wireless earphones i think they confuse the two products i think the, the other one should be but been have a redmi phone because that's the budget brand and this would have should have been a me TWS earphones. Yeah, they they're vastly superior to the Xiaomi ones. Yeah, yeah the Xiaomi ones the, were shit. 
Xiaomi ones are utter garbage. Like we discussed, you know, before, like the first first uh, generation of those earphones were garbage, and this one is as well. In fact, for the first time in my life, the right earbud doesn't even fit in my ear. It falls off. I'm not, I'm not talking about the Redmi one. These are the Meet True TWS earphones. They literally fall off if I do that. It's going to fall off if I tilt so, my head. I think for the sake of convenience for our audience, let's just call them Xiaomi's AirPod Air, AirPod uh, clones. Okay, uh, the AirPod because, clones are worse than the Red what Redmi is offering. Yeah, uh, I and, mean, so actually, you've been having fit issues. For me, the damn thing doesn't connect. It'll connect for five oh. minutes and then just drop off. Yeah, no, the, the fit issues were once I got over the connection issues. <laughs> I've had those connection issues too. It's so fucking yeah. annoying, and I'm using it with the fucking Mi 10. It's meant to connect seamlessly to its own fucking nope. goddamn phone, but it doesn't. Nope. And nothing aggravates me as much as these true wireless earbuds with no way to actually physically control and see if there's a connection because they're meant to do it automatically. There's no way to manually do it, right? So when Th- they that, don't show up, I'm like, what the hell do I do now? That's when I, the moment I realize that it can't even connect with the Mi 10 and does not fit my ear properly, I'm going to pack this shit up. I put it in my cupboard and return it whenever they need it back because I am not going to review this thing because I generally didn't have a good experience and it probably is going to look like I've done some hit job on that shit, but it's actually really bad. Oh, so I'm, I'm like, definitely. I, I'm like, no, I'm definitely I'm not, reviewing them. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the same boat. So like, I had a call with them uh, last I'm week. I'm not reviewing it. Yeah, I mean, at this point, the product is just not market ready. Yeah, uh, it's not. It's just, it's just a really bad product, and nobody should be spending five thousand rupees on this. I and Redmi, on the other hand, that is, that is like fifty percent more than fifty percent cheaper. Is far superior. It even has sweat resistance, which the other one does not. I don't understand what the hell these guys are doing. Yeah. Okay. So to to put this in broader context, it's not just a fantastic product at eighteen hundred rupees. I would say it's a really good product, even for like four thousand bucks or so, or yeah, or yeah. or five thousand bucks. Now, there will be there will be people there will be people who will be talking about it from an audiophile perspective or whatever. These are not the product. These are not the products for that market, and that's okay. They and don't ignore the reviews because it's not meant for the meant for yeah, that. No. Yeah, no. If you want audiophile gear, pay like eighty thousand bucks and get like a nice headphone and invest in like another lakh and get a nice DAC. And sit in a corner of your room and listen to audio. Music. That's how it's meant to be yeah. done. Yeah. You're not yeah. gonna get audio I mean, file sound from like something that costs three thousand bucks. Not yeah. even three thousand. Yeah. No matter who tells you that, oh, go for this Chai-Fi product which has you know like a natural, neutral sound signature. Come on, it's still nowhere close to what you really want to hear from an audio file product. Wait. Uh, on. Sorry to cut you yeah. off. What is what file? Chai-fi. That's Chinese hi-fi. It's a term. Uh, Basically, early, just go to just go to AliExpress and you'll find a bunch of stuff. This fucking industry. Sorry, go on. Again. So what they do? So what China is doing? What Chinese smart uh, earphone manufacturers are doing? They're basically taking the same drivers as more higher-end devices. They're taking the same ID, changing it up a little bit, and technically just creating clones. Uh, some of them are not bad. Uh, they actually. Put in a bit of effort on the tuning. Some of them are just like slap it all together and sell it. Uh, we'll leave that for another discussion. The Redmi Buds, slightly elevated bass, which is realistically what a shit ton of people want. They want like that heavy bass sound for that Punjabi uh, music, man. We need for that, that Punjabi music. The connectivity is rock solid. I've been walking halfway across my house. My 
fucking high-end phones drop off connectivity because of interference. These don't. Battery life is a solid three and a half to four hours, which is pretty much what they claim. The case is there. It works nicely. It's a cute, small package. It's sweat resistant. Plus, it has fucking physical controls, which is fantastic. Yep. I'm so glad that they dropped off the gesture controls for this product. It's... I don't know if it was just for cost savings, but at this price point, I would rather not have controls which don't work half the time. Uh, oh, I mean, I'd rather just have physical controls instead. I'm telling you, they confused the tech spec sheets when they were naming <laughs> the Xiaomi wireless AirPods clone and the Redmi earbuds as, trust me, they confused the two sheets and launched it as a different <laughs> product for a different brand. This should have been a me product if they're going for that premium image. Yeah, and absolutely. Tr- I mean, for eighteen hundred bucks, this thing is a steal. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I'm going to buy two of them. Put like one the in best. my gym bag. Yeah, man. Harish, I didn't, ca- I didn't catch you there. Could you repeat that? Sorry. Yeah, I would say that this is like the best value true wireless earbuds you can get in India because, like, even under that three thousand, four thousand, or five thousand segment, there's like nothing that gives you that value right sure there are things that sound better but if you're looking at value and you pay like 1800 for this come on it's a fucking steal it's a reliable solid product and i i'm i mean honestly like xiaomi's done good here like this is a really good product and i i don't say that lightly it's gonna sell like hotcakes but i i want to ask a broader question here though like what did xiaomi do with the meet true wireless earphones like did they not test it or did they not hear it? Why did they launch that? I mean, it's just god-awful. And if would you guys launch it if it was your company's product? Heck no. Right? You would throw it in the bin, right? And you would like go back to the drawing board. So, see, technically speaking, uh, from a design perspective, it's it's got it's got stocks. So that means it should technically have better connectivity there really is no reason that it is dropping off connectivity. And that's my major issue. I mean, let me be honest, I won't even come to audio quality uh, because I haven't been able to listen to them for a significant enough time because they just don't connect. And if you don't get the basics right, like everything else comes secondary, you know, you can talk about design or whatever, whatever you want to talk about. But if the basics aren't right, if the earphones don't connect, it's a bad product. That's what I said in my review. My title is ambitious, but rubbish because there's, there's just nothing that works here. I mean, I mean, you should not even say ambitious because clearly it doesn't look like they've put an effort into it. You're literally calling it an airports clone. So I think your title should be, it's just rubbish. (laughs) It's just rubbish. (laughs) No, I was going for the top gear thing, but fine. Yeah, Yeah, but you know, at least those cars function mine doesn't even fit in the damn ear even if you get through your connectivity problems i still can't talk about the sound because it doesn't fit my damn ear and i've tried the different uh, different silicon tips they've given it just doesn't fit in my right ear it's the first time in my life i've experienced this yeah. is I, your ear I, I don't too know if you small? i don't know if you saw sorry is it too small i mean is your ear too small or yeah no my ear is too big now oh, now coming back to the big. point right. now coming back to the point uh, two weeks ago, there was a story, I think, again, from the old folks at Wired, that uh, AirPods, uh, Apple scanned a, hundreds of years to develop AirPods and AirPods Pro. 
they literally put in the put in the work for that shit here it seems like they've just copied it i did a story on it that you know like they work and they copied but this is like not even copying it to the t it's just doesn't work it doesn't fit my era i'm here i mean at that price point i would be give, willing to give it a pass for it being a copy sure whatever you know like uh, i think the copy bit i think we just need to get away with get past that because clearly it's, it's designed for yeah one it's going to happen and clearly it's for a market that wants the airpods can't afford it nothing wrong in that and want something that gets them a similar look and feel or uh, you know that that taste of an ex, of a of a premium experience at, at a fraction of the price point nothing wrong at that with that but at least make sure your product works somebody buying a 5000 rupee earphone is possibly someone who's been saving for it uh is investing a significant chunk of change college kids you know like a 5000 yeah, bucks is not yeah. pocket change for a 5 uh, for a college kid yeah i completely understand that as I, as you said it just needs to work and it doesn't work that's my only complaint with this i was Yeah. I mean they, I can't complain more than that, right? I mean. <laughs> But moving on from this product, I think this is a broader trend in the affordable uh, in the affordable accessories scene, right? Because this isn't the first product that is shit in this category. We've had the Realme band that had so yeah. many issues that they're not selling it. They've come up with a new design. I don't know why they didn't launch that new design first because they didn't beat it as the fucking thing. And then we've had this and then the Realme Watch How has it been for you oh. guys? <laughs> so one, uh, it's a misnomer that they're selling that they're calling it a smartwatch. Yeah. It is not. It's not. It's a fitness band with the largest screen. With a big with with a big screen, <laughs> and it's not a very good fitness band at that either. <laughs> it's not. It's common. Another product I I packed up and put it in my cupboard. Dude, you have to review these things. How many bad products do you get yeah. anymore? I, it's the bad I'm products that let you talk shit, man. I know. I I am reviewing that shit. I just that it's so frustrating to use that shit when I'm clearly taking two steps. Why the fuck are you showing fifteen? For fuck's sake! It's okay, so, so has any of you guys like managed to get the weather widget on it working? Because mine doesn't. <laughs> I've toggled it. I've toggled it on in the app. Half the time, once again, it doesn't connect. And I've tried multiple phones, so it's right. not my phone. Right. Uh, even when it connects and it says like everything's up to date or whatever language they use whether it's switched on it's found its location and everything the damn weather widget on the watch never shows the weather to be honest i never really care because these days i'm working out in the basement so like fuck the last thing i want to worry about is the weather <laughs> but uh, i'm going to pay attention to that after this so no nothing um, i mean it feels like they're seeding this to beta testers at least the watch because like more than half the things they said in the launch just don't work i don't know what is the deal here so realme in particular right has been rolling out all these accessories and none of them have been great uh, other than the power bank i don't think i like any of their products that they launched for under 5000 the realme buds uh, kind of iffy sounding actually like the i i mean Realme buds are not that bad when you think about everything it has. Wireless charging, etc. It actually fits my damn ear. So sure, the sound quality is okay. It works. Iffy, but it wo- at yeah. least it works. Yeah, it works fine. Sure, but everything else has been a shit show for them, right? Yeah, yeah. Just nothing really stands out. It's like they're getting into the market for the sake of it, uh-huh. um, and that's. pretty much what it comes off as you know there's no real thought behind the yeah. behind the product it's not even like about let's thought. just let's just get everything out let's build an ecosystem 
and just for the heck of it, that's saying, oh, look, we have an ecosystem of products, but it doesn't work like that. If your product's not good, there's no point in building an ecosystem. They they can build good products, like their phones. Some of them are really pretty damn mm-hmm. good. They've done a good job with image processing and everything. And uh, I mean, coming back to this one, you know, the Realme watch, it's not as if they don't have some decent hardware in there. Like they're using Goodix's new heart rate sensor and SpO2 monitor. It's like the latest stuff that Godex has. It's the software which isn't up to, uh, up, to the key, up to the mark. And I don't know what's the thought process behind this, but they need to sort this out quick because, I mean, reviews are not very positive. And more than that, consumer feedback is not positive for this. Uh, the fact that they had to go back and rework the Realme watch so quickly, a uh, Realme band so quickly, uh, speaks volumes for them. You know, if you if you think about it, everything that we've spoken about in the past two weeks, the hardware is fucking great. It's always the software that fucks up. Fucks up. Whether it's the Mi Time, whether it's the OnePlus, whether it's the Realme watch, whether it's well. Forget meet true wireless airports going because they can't even update update that shit. So <laughs> let's not even go there. Uh, but I think the I think there's a recurring theme here that you have great hardware, but in order to deliver a great experience, you need to get your software sorted. And if it's not sorted, then don't launch the damn thing. Don't so, rush it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, word of caution to our listeners: uh, a spec sheet, a paper spec sheet, is all well and good, but that's not all that matters. Please pay more attention to the software. Please pay more attention to the fact that the damn thing works as it's supposed to, as it's advertised, over just look at it like, hey, I've got two millimeter bigger drivers. The fuck will you do with those drivers if the damn thing doesn't work? Uh, you know, the fuck will you do with your phone if you're just being spammed all day long? You're going to get yeah, infuriated. We, we have seen drove <laughs> ball. Wow. But let me complain. Let me complete his point. What he's trying to say is that if your software is not fine-tuned for your hardware and it doesn't function as advertised, then it defeats the purpose of having something like an earbud that doesn't even connect. I think that's what Drew was trying to say. And I think I'm going to say it. I'm going to say something that is some people may not like. You will not hear this shit from a typical... Uh, Indian YouTube channel, they will not talk about this, and uh, and that's something that you really need to keep an eye out for because once you spend your money, you're not getting it back. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no, there's no refund for a product that you've already used. You know, uh, just pay more attention to what you're buying. Uh, don't look at just the spec sheet. That's just half. At this point, it's not even like half of the broader picture. The hardware has been commoditized to a point where the hardware is good all the way across, for the most part. Like there will be exceptions to that but for the most part the hardware is good enough yeah i'm going to add to that point see we've been conditioned to particularly in india we've been conditioned to look at a spec sheet and that usually works with phones if it has decent specs chances are it's going to run pretty well but that is just not the case when you're talking about audio accessories uh, there's a lot of work that needs to be done in when it comes to tuning and making sure that the connectivity doesn't get fucked up and also when it comes to wearables, because hardware is just minute a minute factor in what makes them work, as we've seen with Wear OS in the past. Because software plays a bigger role when it comes to things like wearables that you interact with in a different way from your phones. So do not go by that, like Drew said, and just, yeah. I don't know where they'll pay more attention though, because the reviews I've read 
did not go into any detail whatsoever. I was reading a review of the Mi Box 4, uh, Mi Box 4K, because I wanted to see if the India unit had uh, 4K playback going, and it wasn't even mentioned in the review. Like it was just about Android TV, but they didn't talk about 4K playback on a device that's advertised for 4K playback. So I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So how has it been the Mi Box 4K at least for you guys? Uh, I'll be honest. Like I haven't spent enough time with it. I tried it when it initially when I got it initially, uh, and that's part of the reason why I haven't reviewed it yet. You know, I'll get to it once I've actually spent some time with it. It's okay. Uh, I had some initial hiccups with it. Um, I mean, even pairing the remote <laughs> was quite a task. And I mean, it's not as if you know this is my first uh, rodeo. Like I've. I'm, you know how passionate I am about streaming uh, boxes and local servers and all of that shit. So I've tried a lot of products. This was just absurd. It should not take fifteen minutes of fiddling around to get a remote paired up with a streaming box. Uh, if it's taking me fifteen minutes, the average guy is going to get pissed off and you know just like rant about it. Another product I was ready to pack up and put in my cupboard. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be very honest. My my TV is connected to Apple TV on three rooms and a shield in my in my office slash den. So I really wasn't motivated enough to to remove these these things for, and make room for the Mi Box. And uh, I faced a similar issue. Actually, I never got the remote to get connected to the Mi Box TV. So I just like fuck this shit. I, it's not worth the time. And today was after this call that I was. I decided that I'm going to hook it up with my monitor because I think that's the only place I would tolerate that thing being there. So I'm going to try again today and see how it works. And uh, although I won't be able to check 4K playback because my monitor is not 4K, and uh, I'll see what I can do about it, man. Yeah, I mean, I think you know. I'll just add to that. Uh, I think we all understand there are certain considerations to be made when you're selling a product at that price point. Uh, it's just that. get the basics right you know make it a nice seamless experience for the end consumer and you know the the consumer will value you more for it if the I thing mean, works and that stands across product categories if the thing works as it's supposed to get the basics right people are willing to live with fewer hardware points yeah if if the experience is better heck you know for the longest time that was apple when android phones were dropping the ball on the user experience people flocked to the iphone because it might not have four cameras or three cameras or whatever it might not have 10 other features but at least the damn thing works as it's supposed to why do you think the se is doing so well it's because of this very reason yeah you expect the shit to work out of the box and if it takes 20 minutes for the damn remote to connect to a me box which is supposed to control everything on the damn thing then what do you expect it's not going to work it's not going to work it doesn't matter if it costs 50 grand or 2000 bucks what the hell am i going to do with something that costs 2000 bucks when i can't even press play true that harish did you get a chance to play around with the india unit yeah that's my that was why i was asking you because 4k playback is just as bug ridden as the global one because it works for like 10 seconds and then it cuts out and then it restarts so I I don't know what changes they've made. Um, I don't see any difference from the global unit, and it's just it just doesn't run 4K well. So you know what it makes me miss the Mi Box. It makes me miss my VCR from from when I was a child. 
because you would just put the damn tape in and press play and it would fucking play what the fuck were you using i had so many issues with that shit did you <laughs> i don't know i, I mean i was using a sony pool inside and you had Same. to take it out and then so my dad is a die hard sony fan he had the sony he's shit only going to and he's only going to buy sony shit yeah. his from his music system to his tv to his vcr to his ld player to his dvd player to his fucking if he if sony made a car he would buy that too Oh, wow, Sony making a car. Wow, wouldn't that be fun? Hey, Harish, so you make a really good point there. You know, I think I just want to add to that. Uh, also, contextualizing this product, I mean, there's a lot of people who are going to be buying this product for, say, their parents, uh, an old TV. You know, like for for people who just, uh, you know, I would buy this product for my grandparents. Maybe that hey, you know, you have an older TV. Maybe you don't want to fiddle around too much. Get this. You'll get all your Netflix, your YouTube, and all of that. in an easy to use form these are people who don't who are not traditionally tech literate uh who don't want to fiddle around too much they want something that works and honestly i truly believe that compared to the fire stick the android tv experience is simpler and and for the better this product has potential it has a market for it but i don't know man like it just doesn't work as it's supposed to I'm not like saying everything else. it doesn't work completely it does yeah. but it requires it this just too much friction it's like everything else it just needs an update to get fixed no yeah that's not the case here no? the hardware is shit they've been using the same hardware from like 2015 or something nah <laughs> all the updates that's, in the world isn't going to fix something that isn't designed for 4k playback that's harish's review right there guys exclusive on untitled gadget podcast <laughs> i have so many of these accessory <coughs> reviews to do i'm just going to sit for two days and crank out like five or the five of these reviews just going to trash talk all of them because they're all universally bad i think of all the accessories i got in the last two weeks the only one i like is the xiaomi 30 watt wireless charger that is a fantastic and the redmi product. and the and the redmi earbuds as i mean they're good value only for what they cost that's it i'm not going to say that they're amazing or anything but yeah for yeah. what you're in, ending up paying for the damn thing yeah Although, they're oh, really good Although I got an additional accessory, I got the Galaxy Buds Plus, so I'm going to start using them tonight. Let's yeah. see how that goes. Oh, sweet! I want to try those out. I've heard good yeah. stuff about them. Yep, yep. Even the first buds were amazing. I think it's far superior to the first AirPods. So. Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. Nice. Okay, so let's move on to the topic that Harish doesn't really care too much about. Right. But we guys are super excited about. And he's uh, going to hate like, uh, next week because of it as well. Oh, next okay. week is going to be like <laughs> full-on gaming. The PlayStation Five yeah. sort of launch is finally happening next week. We still don't know what will happen. It's funny how it's funny how we don't even know whether we can be sure about this or not. So Sony's mentioned that they'll be showing us a lot of games. Fantastic. We don't know if they'll finally show the hardware. Eh, I want to finally see the fucking box that's going to be sitting in my media center for the next seven years. Uh, the price I can almost guarantee is not going it's to be not, revealed. Yeah. And uh, the thing that gets me excited, uh, and I'll leave it to you, to Akshay, to discuss that, is how how fantastically okay, maybe that's the wrong word for it, but like how clear cut of a generational gap Sony is making it with these PS Five, where Xbox has said that you know there will be no Xbox Series X exclusives for the next one or two years. There will be cross generation titles and everything. Sony is saying. we're going to be launching a product and we're going to be launching games that will that can only run on that hardware this will be a true showcase of the next gen 
there will be products that there will be third party games that will cross over and that's great but we will launch exclusives just for this platform to truly maximize the hardware potential and to me that's the approach that i want akshay it goes back to what we've been discussing the entire episode in order to support great hardware you need to have great software and in in the case of playstation it's their games nobody is going to buy their console which is going to be expensive at a time when people can't afford it if they don't have anything to play with you know on that console if you're going to play the same old games which comes on the ps4 on the ps5 it's not going to motivate me to buy a ps4 at least uh, the ps5 at least in the beginning right and this is a smart move by sony to be like we're going to make exclusive games for the ps5 so that we can push the hardware because they know they have to sell that at a loss right so it's a very smart move in my opinion from sony's opinion and shows their commitment to the console it's not like oh here's another piece of hardware a platform basically where you can play games from the previous generation and we'll think about the next generation later here they are thinking about the next generation from the get go and that's what i love about uh, sony right here xbox on the other hand have been like yeah everything's going to be backwards compatible they're talking a lot about that but hey what about the new games right i want to see mm-hmm. the new games and i want to see them exclusive for the series x because i don't want it to be held back because of the xbox one simple as that if i'm upgrading yeah. i'm upgrading for like 8 years right and i want to play games on the get go and i think xbox is losing out there but then again sony is weird their pr is also very weird globally so you never know what they're going to end up with you never know that they you first started off saying yeah 100 hundreds think, of uh, previous games will be supported and now they're like 4000 so they don't know what they're doing yeah maybe i don't know like you deal with the gaming pr so i don't have any insight into that but like from an outside perspective i would say that uh for all the parallels that were drawn between the hardware on the xbox and the playstation for all the comments that hey look it's just another pc in a box now i think we're at a point where uh we're finally seeing how drastically different the two approaches are between the two consoles Yeah everybody thought that they will okay it's just going to be like really really similar one platform will have more exclusives the other will have some other exclusives but clearly it's not that the way that Xbox is approaching this it's a broader platform play hey you'll be able to run our games on a PC if you want and we'll have it on the Xbox as well the older Xbox as well and on the new Xbox like you know you play wherever you want etc etc Sony for Sony one there's the fact that playstation is one of their most profitable divisions only uh, they, they do well on sensors as well let's let's yeah, get that sensors okay that's a b2b business so i'm not counting that that's probably sure. why it's from movies and and playstation view, movies yeah, from, and playstation agree from a consumer point of view playstation is their most profitable division and they need to maximize that they are going all in on next gen and i think it's it's very important as well at this point to be able to convince people to fork out $500 500 euros or whatever it will cost uh if there's no incentive tangible incentive to jump onto the next gen at this point i if i was an xbox user i would be like hey you know what i can wait another 6 months i can wait another year i'm still going to be able to play the same game so what's the yeah. there's no rush what's the to point? upgrade exactly exactly and that's not the that, case with sony no and 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 i guess uh see the the jump between ps3 and ps4 and 360 and xbox one was was huge and that gave a reason for people to upgrade right because they wanted better looking games far larger worlds 
uh, you know open games what is was is what defined this generation but in this time this generation the graphic leap is not as high but where you differentiate yourself is by offering great games content at the end of the day it comes down to content and if you if you don't have any content to play on an expensive piece of hardware $500 at this time during covid is not small money right if it if it was a year ago or it came out if covid never happened yeah people would still be you know a little bit free with spending their money but right now people have to save up money especially with a lot of job losses that are happening all over the world you know furloughs are happening pay cuts are happening right i am one of them as well so uh, it definitely is an expensive piece of hardware so if, when i'm buying something expensive it better be worth it and the only way it's worth it is when i'm playing a game on it and i think so, that's what the presentation is all about it's going to be the hardware it's not going to be a deep dive in the hardware they they made i don't know, again i'm not sure if they will show it i hope they show it but they will show the games that will run on it there will be some announcements like maybe god of war 2 will be announced maybe horizon zero dawn 2 might be announced maybe spider-man something maybe a new spider-man will be announced these are great exclusives on the sony platform that have become franchises of their own spider-man was okay a franchise way before that but horizon zero dawn god of war these are franchises that sell like hot cakes when it comes to physical and digital sales right and if you have that available the moment the console is launched you have you have a successful product right there agreed you know i i've been reading a lot of comments on this and there is that argument that some people are making that you know sony sort of backing uh, potential customers into a corner that uh, by making the games exclusive to the next gen but i think that's really not the case you need to give mm-hmm. people a reason to upgrade uh, yeah. you know and you need to give people uh, you need to help them justify their expense uh, like you said mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and it it's not like they won't be. Yeah, go ahead. I will interject later. <laughs> okay, I'm going to finish this point and then we have to go to Harish because he may just shoot us for talking too long about this. But uh, they may be able to play on the PS4 or the PC these new PS5 games via PS Now. It's not that they won't be able to, but it won't be the ideal experience. And uh, getting a new console for. new games makes total sense to me because 8 years ago the world was very different today we are used to buying 1000 dollar phones every other year right and we keep upgrading every year in in that in that context it's still a value great value for you to buy something that will last you for 7 years and I'll run games right up till the end of the generation. Absolutely. So a, you know, I I was just going to come to that point where <clears throat> I'm not going to say that it's it's cheap. It's not Five hundred dollars is a good amount of money anywhere in the world, and it's going to be more expensive in India, no doubt about that. Sony products always are, but you have to you 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 think you can't think of it as a one time. You can't think of it as in the same context as, as phones phone. or you know yeah. other pieces of hardware. Uh, a console is not being replaced in one year. My launch PS4. I've had it for five years now. It launched what, like six, seven years ago. Six, seven, almost seven years. Almost seven years ago, and I'm not even on the pro. And games still look fantastic. They might not match up to what you get on a PC or like a PS4 Pro, but there's still no denying the fact that when I play God of War, it's a stunning game, and 
let's be honest no pc hardware from 7 years ago can will even run no. a majority of the triple a games from today they just won't yeah this is what i like about consoles um and yeah i agree with you through when that well both of you actually and that sony is doing the right thing here because if it's rolling out a sexy new console i want to see sexy new games that can leverage all the new shit i want to see games utilize that ssd i want to see how far the visuals go to take full advantage of those 10 teraflops i want to see the hardware being pushed to its limits i don't want the same goddamn game working on the old stuff that's fine by me i don't care because this is a new console and they're working on that i mean i am okay with that because that at the end of the day because i remember at the xbox 1 and the ps4 generation uh the playstation had the initial momentum because of the exclusives because they were just sony had like a clear cut vision in that area and it looks like it's gonna have like the edge in this with this generation as well so it may work out part of the reason why i love consoles and i've been a console gamer all my life i've just built a pc a few years ago is because consoles make games accessible to everyone and with the ps5 the be- the it's not like you won't have access to your old games from the from your ps4 library you will have that over 4000 plus games will be supported but you get an ad- an additional benefit of playing new games as well so for 500 dollars when you can play bring your entire history with you and go to the future I don't think I don't see anything wrong. Yeah, it's with a it. phenomenal deal, man. Like I mean, we've talked about you. You know, we we have these discussions from time to time where I should upgrade my PC. Yeah, I should. You know, and but for 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 me, the 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 PC gaming isn't ju- just isn't as appealing. It's affordability, of course, is a major factor. It's a bigger cost outlay. But even if I even if I swallow that cost, uh, and I agree, like not everybody can. it's the ease of use when it's time to relax for me i pop in a game and it works i don't need to deal with drivers i don't need to deal with a ton of other things i don't need to deal with the fact hey will my pc meet minimum requirements for this game or not i pop in my game it works i get my half an hour one hour of relaxation enjoyment and that's that it's supposed it's a consumer device that's supposed to be easy to use it's supposed to give you entertainment and that's where consoles fit in and you know that's why these console pc wars just have no basis like they really shouldn't even exist me. it doesn't make sense to be each each console and pc has an audience for itself and just stick to that shit man you don't have to argue with people which console is better just play the damn games that's all that matters to me play the games exactly Cool. and for india since it's beyond midnight it will be june 5th 130 am or something like that okay um so yeah uh, i think it's 9 pm pacific maybe i don't know what the hell yeah there about so i think yeah it's i think you're right like it's 130 am india time well, yeah 130 am india yeah <laughs> yeah basically uh, yeah i'll be up watching it anyway 
but yeah that's when they will reveal the console hopefully and uh, and maybe the games but i've seen online people also want to know the price it's high time they do talk about the price it's june um already and people need to start saving money man but wait microsoft don't know hasn't how, detailed how much the xbox both have to do it but microsoft events is in july so and knowing microsoft they will announce the price uh but sony needs to because they tend to hesitate until microsoft reveals the price of their console and they don't react until then but this time around they need to because both both companies have to because people need to save money i think it's a Especially. cute little game going around that who's going to announce the price first and we'll try and undercut it just a little bit yeah they what they don't realize is microsoft has deep pockets and they can undercut the very the next day sony should not yeah. even follow that they should just be themselves that's true all right so i think that's it for the tech news of the week uh well there's one more thing spacex launch spacex launched uh, a new rocket last night and uh, and it was the first manned mission from america since 2011 and it's a stunning piece of hardware that rocket is beautiful harish you were you were watching alongside it was really damn exciting wasn't it Yes, it was very exciting, and I think they did a good job with the live stream as well because they built started building excitement like three four hours in advance, and they were just interviewing everyone involved with the program, and they got into the details, the nitty gritty of how they do launches and all, and I love that behind the scenes look. We don't get enough of that with the industry these days, so yeah, with the space industry, but yeah, it was definitely fun to see uh, and follow along with all the stuff that was going on. What did you think? Yeah, so it, I, I mean, it boggles my mind that we had a live stream all the way through of the rocket going up, yeah. of the separation of the booster rocket separation, and a feed from inside the rocket, yeah. like from the shuttle. Like that's bonkers. Like it still blows my mind. Yeah, I'm sure they had a few satellites dedicated to delivering that yeah. uh, stream back down to Earth. I do have to share a story though about this. I didn't watch it personally because I was playing Dota too, <laughs> uh, but my father did. and uh, what he told me was that you know when he was a child he used to get excited about these space missions because you know people would go to the moon and the various missions of the moon and there was general excitement from the public for nasa launches and then all of a sudden it vanished right people stopped caring about nasa launches no one was watching their channel no one came for the live whatever rocket launches at the at uh, detroit houston that's where it happens florida wherever it happens this florida, florida yeah yeah but this was the first time that my that it got generated interest amongst general people again mm-hmm. yeah they've been doing it's a one lot of the of... few things go ahead sorry yeah it's it's one of the few things that really binds humanity together right it's it's a collaborative effort on a larger scale it's also pushing mankind in ways that some would say we weren't supposed to uh you know getting getting a little philosophical there uh but yeah it's just a great uniting factor that hey look like we leaving aside countries leaving aside races leaving aside everything else the divisions the man made divisions as as mankind you know one small step for mankind we are pushing forward and uh, i think over here like spacex has done a fantastic job i mean it was it was just beautiful to watch that booster rocket just come back and land so gracefully it was oh, yeah. it was amazing i watched that i watched that that was a, that was incredible what was that vessel yeah. called of course i still love you what a what a name the the drone ship the landing pad where it 
the drone ship. Yeah. Yeah, it's just exciting stuff. It's just fun. They, they did it right. They did it right. Yeah, and I like what SpaceX is doing because they've basically democratized the space industry. <laughs> because it's just affordable like on several magnitudes right to launch a rocket and they've done so like dozens and hundreds of times over the last 6 years for the military and the government and just regular i mean anybody if given the money they can launch a rocket with spacex and that's exciting stuff and i i don't know if you guys thought about this those astronauts are probably the safest people from planet earth right now they don't have to <laughs> they don't have to face the virus nothing they are You know, they are rushing away thing. from covid at what 27000 yeah. kilometers an hour yeah like fuck you guys we'll be back when mankind resets <laughs> yeah it's just a beautiful launch and yeah. i think uh, after a long time i mean it's not it's not the first rocket launch that we guys have seen i I've, i was lucky enough to see one live but uh, just the entire experience you know it's there's this childlike wonder that always pops in to see this remarkable feat of engineering yeah. so good job on spacex and nasa and the astronauts of course yeah you're such an uh, asshole for being able to see that live i'm still jealous well As, you're going back to florida yeah. eventually so <laughs> you'll you'll catch one you'll you'll get to see the spacex launch maybe yeah what was it that you saw launch by the way it was it was a satellite launch uh, this was after the manned mission so right. not a not a shuttle launch and that was particularly uh, interesting for the us as well right because in the last 9 years all they've had to rely on roscosmos and go to kazakhstan to launch to launch their mm-hmm. astronauts so this is like yep leverage is back with them and blah 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 make america great again yeah that hashtag <laughs> yeah let's not let's not go there <laughs> <laughs> so i think that pretty much wraps up our episode for the week i think uh, we've covered most of the things we wanted to talk about most of the things that stood out to us uh, what do you guys think yeah i mean we before we started recording we were like this time we're not going to go over the time and we've clearly gone over the time again great <laughs> i will sit and edit it <laughs> yeah well, she was like you, you guys should have you guys you guys should have stopped talking before we started talking about the ps5 you always fuck me over with this gaming we talk, should actually you? do like a dedicated gaming one every few weeks just so that we get all the gaming stuff but then that doesn't make sense i think get he was trying to say no, yeah he was about to say you guys get it out of your system <laughs> no i'm liking the gaming stuff i feel involved with all the sony and microsoft bullshit this year good good that's that's the whole point sweet so cool thanks for checking in guys uh uh this week i'm also giving code to ask you to uh you know if you're listening to us on on apple podcasts i on itunes or wherever do give us a review uh that's one of the few places where you can and it definitely helps the podcast a lot uh i know there's there are some of you out there who are listening to us on on apple platform so that's that's great though we predominantly talk about android stuff but hey why not it should you should be interested in everything else uh do share the podcast and uh, i know there's a few of you who do definitely reply back and you know have a lot of interesting feedback to share thanks for that uh it's always fun engaging with you guys and uh, that's our episode for the week thanks for checking in thanks for tuning in bye yeah leave a review and you can get some of the gear that akshay is throwing in his uh, drawer <laughs> wait that sounds dirty yeah 
Yeah, not in my drawer, in my, the couch. Yeah, in wherever. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys. Regardless, the sun doesn't shine there. <laughs> I'll see you. <laughs>